welcome back to On the Sofa with Sisu with me, Louisa. And me, Olajide. Woo! This week on our episode, we discuss Gary Lineker, <laughs> discussing transmenopause with my mum, cultural group boundaries. Oprah, obviously. <laughs> uh, and we take questions from our C Society and we also talk about what was hard about starting a business. Enjoy. Hello, hello, hello. Hello, everyone. Welcome, C Society. The Welcome. C Society. I just love it. I just want to say it so many times. The C Society. You've really got it down to the, the C- T now. It's good because I've been practicing. <laughs> oh, gosh. Right. What did you do this week? How was your week? What did you do? Are we not gonging in? Oh, gong. I keep forgetting about the gongs. Okay. I learned how to do it. You probably. do it. You do it this time. Yeah. So you okay. have to have a flat hand. Okay. And then you ding it. And you do it on the outside. Okay. You hear it still. Yeah. So take a deep breath, everyone. Breathe out. You. Mmm. I actually was holding my breath then. Say. Strangely. <laughs> <laughs> I was so you want to breathe out onto That's the mic. That's not the point. <laughs> uh, just on that quickly, I got us a little something today in Portobello that we can we can use for these. Watch the coffee. It's called this little st- store. Watch the coffee, tibet. please. I'm just so scared that coffee's going to spill. It's only it's only a little muslin bag. The Tibetan singing bowl, a step by step sound therapy guide. Yeah, it talks about the chakras and all of that and how, you know, different healing things. So I'm going to read it and then we can start doing sound bath at mine, like we said. Yeah, I mean, I was actually going to mention it to you today about this thing you're going to do at yours. I think like, we need to get, get the date in the diary. Well, then it was no, I wouldn't read it. I think she actually saw me coming, to be honest. I, I don't reckon that everyone gets sold it at 12 99 The little Tibet. Tibet little the little t- Tibet. Tibet. Mm. Yeah. How cute. That's nice. So we need to book a date in for this sound bath at yours yeah defo mm. so yeah so today i went to portobello that was really nice had a really um nice morning i was very sunny um this week i've had a good week i have completed um the confidence workshop that i am running for a cohort of um women in entrepreneurship and innovation next week mm. they were awarded um for their product and for their company that they're starting um with ktn innovate which are like a funding company um they get a really good that is a good gig they get mm. like 15 grand cash injected into their business um, they get a whole like support network uh coaching then there's this boot camp that they're running next week which i'm going to do a confidence workshop in for an hour so i got that completed um which was great I just need to finish off the slides. Um, and then, yeah, I took my mum for a curry the other night. Oh, nice. For, as, as an early Mother's Day Which curry place gift. did you go to? We just went to Blue Laguna, which is local. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, really, really local, really handy. Nice. Um, but it was nice to spend time with her because normally whenever I go and see my mum, my, my middle brother is around Harley. Mm. And, you know, he sometimes feels a bit left out when it's me and my mum because we have a lot of inside jokes that he's not privy to banter yeah mm. bants bants with marge um 
that was really nice. I actually had a, an interesting conversation with her, which I'm going to bring up. And she had this conversation with a friend of hers, so I'm going to bring that up in a bit. Um, and what else did I do? What did I do? Oh, letters to a chef meeting that we had today. Lovely lady that we met. That was very nice. Good networking. Ish. Yeah. Mm. I think it was Ish Isha. Isha. No, Ish. Her, her full name was um, Ishwarya. Yeah. Yeah. Very pretty name. Yeah, and it meant prosperity. Prosperity, yeah. Yeah, which is very aligned to your name. Very aligned. What was your name? Because I learned something new today. Louise's name means bum bum bum. Famous warrior. Famous warrior. Fighting the good fight. So so appropriate for you. You look like (laughs) you look like you should be walking down the street with your fist up in the air, going, "Famous warrior over here, coming through, fighting for the people, free society, coming through." Brilliant. How was your week? Oh my god, dead. Um, my week. Uh, my week's been. Good, yeah, really good. I feel like this week I've really managed to... You know when you've got, like, bits of work that you don't really want to do? Yeah. And you've just been putting it off and putting it off. This week I've really just gone, fuck it, I need to do it. And I've really got into some of the bits and bobs. Um, But I ran two workshops this week. Um, One on Monday for um, the power of inclusion, how to make change. Also ran an acceptable behaviour workshop... Actually, I've run three workshops. I ran the power of inclusion twice yeah. and the acceptable behaviour at work as it's well. It's so funny, isn't it? The acceptable behaviour at work. I just feel like, why do people need to have a workshop on what's acceptable at work? I literally started this, the session. I was actually doing a trainer-trainer session for that one and I was explaining to them, I said, this workshop frustrates me that we have to deliver this workshop. <laughs> yeah. So I've tr- I really struggle with making it fun because it's, mm. it's it's a lot of it is to do with the law because I want people some yeah. rewind selector okay <laughs> rewind. rewind so the reason why people do this workshop is because unfortunately not everyone understands the law and not everyone understands that the law, what the law covers when it comes to discrimination, harassment, bullying. Yeah. So actually there is a I understand the reason for it. I guess the annoyance comes from I can't believe you have to tell people what sexual harassment is. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, yeah. What I'm, constitutes what a constitutes sexual, sexual harassment? Yeah. Or the fact that banter does not hold up in the court of law. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, you cannot stand in the court of law and be like, I was banter. <laughs> I declare bants. I declare bants. It's not even a fucking English dictionary. It's not in the dictionary. <laughs> I bet um, it is now. That's the sort of silly thing that would go in there. It's so ridiculous. Um, but yeah, so that was my week uh, with the training. Um, had a bit of a mo- <laughs> had a bit of a morning of the morning because of the train strike. Oh yeah, was that today? That was one today and yesterday. So there was train strikes and teacher strikes at the same time. At the same time, it was yesterday. was a big day for the country. Bloody hell! Big day for the country. My Shawnee. Yeah, getting fucked from every angle. He was he was <laughs> marching the streets of London with his. Banner. Oh, what yesterday? Yeah, he oh. was he was in the strike march, loving life with his banner. I can't remember what his banner says now. He's going to hate me for not remembering what his banner says. But he, yeah, he had a banner. Um, but the train strike fucked me as yeah. usual because I thought that it, I would be able to still get to Croydon oh. because it's the overground. Yeah, and I got to the station at like seven. And every train for the next like forty five minutes was just cancelled, cancelled, cancelled. I literally it's took so deflating. I took my sorry ass home. 
Yeah, I literally turned around and I was like, do you know what? Today's not the day. I'm going home. And good. then I got home and I thought, oh, actually, I could drive. Looked, <laughs> looked at the sat-nav and it said it was going to take me two hours and 20 minutes to get to Croydon. Oh, Jesus. And I was like, do me it's a like favour. back of nowhere. Do me a favour. Thank you. No, thank you. Um, and then what else happened to my week? Uh, oh, I recorded a podcast for... I was invited as a guest. You bloody traitor! I know! <laughs> I'm growing my own network somewhere else. It's called the Honor Day Society. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I um, got invited to be a guest on Kelly's Cause. Well, with Kelly's Cause. Um, and what and a the great podcast that is. The podcast is called Beyond the Pass. Um, oh, right. And what does pass mean? Oh, okay. Uh, I didn't think that was going to stump you, so I, was <laughs> <laughs> I, I know what pass means in hospitality. In the hospitality, yeah, yeah, oh that's right, what I'm talking about. I thought, oh, okay. Yeah. So the podcast is all about the hospitality. Some of the listeners will know what the pass is, oh. and, and it's a hospitality term. Yeah. yeah so the podcast is, is for the hospitality sector, um, and the pass is where the chefs put the food and the waiters take it to the table so mm. it's that window where they pass the food through yeah. that is the pass um and uh, the podcast is all about beyond the past and it's about showcasing people in hospitality and talking about people's journeys um yeah so i was invited on to talk about everything sisu and what we do and um, oh my god it got heated really heated what's, oh, the, oh, what's the song what's the song he he oh the beyonce um, song heated is that how it goes yeah heated yeah, anyway, yeah people, that's the only part I know. Yeah, same. Um, it did get heated, but not not in a bad way, just because we were both like super passionate about the work, mm. and we were yeah we were both going for it. And I was like, the fucking world needs to change. People need to watch out. And like, yeah, we really went for it. So anyway, I uh, will share a link on. It comes out on Thursday next week, so this will come out before then. So we'll share a link oh, in the following week, and we'll share it on our socials so people can go out and, and listen. And it, and and um, yeah, it was a really good conversation. So yeah, I that can't was, wait for that one. That was my week. Very nice. Yeah. What a lovely week. Yeah, good week. Good week. Good week. So to move on to well, the word on the street. Word on the street. Word on the street. Mm-hmm. What's the word on the street? Word on the street. Word on the street. Mm-mm. Do you want to go first? Um, yeah, so actually, my word on the street, I saw this really lovely article called Good News from the Land of Disabled People and Three Times in One Week. And I'm going to actually read it all out because it's actually really, it's actually very insightful. So it says, there's been some lovely visible success for disabled people in TV and film recently as Sophie Morgan was named as a contestant for this autumn's Strictly Come Dancing that's Sophie Morgan who uses a wheelchair rather than Sophie Morgan who is a wheelchair, as the Sun's front page would have it, announcing first wheelchair contestant rather than first wheelchair using contestant. We mm. are wheelchair bound or in a wheelchair if you believe society at large. Mm. Whereas if you talk to us, actual disabled people, You'll find out that we use mobility aids. We are wheelchair users, crutch users, scooter users. It's a simple but important shift of language which takes us away from being seen and conversed about as objects into being fully formed and functional humans, which of course we are. Also, not a wheelchair is Paralympian Abby Cook, who joins long-running CBBC show Blue Peter as its first wheelchair-using presenter. 
Hired not for her chair, but for her unstoppable can-do, according to Blue Peter editor Ellen Evans, which is exactly as it should be. And then to the Oscars, where James Martin was presented the award for An Irish Goodbye, which won Best Live Action Short. The film, which can be watched on the BBC iPlayer, tells the story of a man played by James with Down syndrome fighting for his independence. So three little celebratory pieces there. Mm. I thought, and I actually really liked the way that the article was constructed together mm. with the indication of like how you should speak about people, yeah, yeah. rather than how a lot of people do, do speak about people who are using wheelchairs and such things. Well, it's like that whole putting people first before their yeah. like, disability, like they're still they're humans first before they are disabled. Exactly. Yeah. But like, what you know, that just completely and utterly baffles me that people do that. Mm. humans first you people first it's very it's all part and parcel of the inclusive principles isn't it really yeah um we talk about it a lot in our in our in our workshops yeah we do um so i don't even know where to begin with my news because it's been a fucking shabarkle a shabarkle it's been a shabarkle so i don't know if you've seen or heard about the whole shabarkle with gary lineker and his tweets i mean if you haven't heard about it you're living under a rock. Um, <laughs> I swear you hadn't heard about it until last week. That's when it happened, babe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure, was it not when George showed you the thingy at our house? That's yeah, it was on Friday, that's when it yeah. Came out. That was when it, it was came Friday, out. yeah. And what I didn't know was that was a picture of Gary Lineker because Sean didn't know the name of him. He was, yeah, yeah. that's the picture. Bless him. He's aged. And he's got Reggie Cray glasses on. Yeah. Or Roddy Cray, whichever one it was. I swear he used um, to be hot. I don't know. He's never really been. I've always thought he looked a bit like a puppet or a cartoon character. Uh, oh, okay, Gary, sorry. Sometimes my brain actually does um, look at people and relate them to cartoon characters. It's happened so many times. We've gone anyway, off, we've digressed. We've gone off key. Um. Yeah, I couldn't. He was explaining him as the highest paid TV presenter in the UK, which I just could not believe. So, for those that don't know, in um, in a nutshell, one of the most famous and best loved presenters has been taken off air, and it appears to be the midst of a standoff with no clear exit strategy for either side. Um, and this is all because Gary Lineker tweeted, um, and I want to find the tweet if I can find it. It's probably probably not even somewhere where I can find it. But he basically tweeted something around about the refugees and the situation around what the government's doing with them. Um, and yeah, what Rishi Sunak has ordered. Yeah, Rishi and what's the other woman? What's her face? They're both idiots. Anyway. <laughs> um, sorry, did that come out? <laughs> Um, came out. What, do you know what I find really funny is that we've. I just. I'm going off piece here. Oh, it's, it's, it's in. It's in my. It's in my soul. So what I find really weird is that we obviously got. You know, Rishi Sunak got elected to be prime minister, and he's the. You know, a person of color. A lot of the people in his cabinet are people of color, mm. and this is the first time in a long time where the refuge where refugee laws. Mm. are changing and people that are not from this country are being massively affected mm. and that's been run on spearheaded by two people mm. who are not from this country are they actually not 
like not their origin, like their right, okay. n- their they're not originally yeah. their history, their heritage yeah. is not born of this country. Yeah, they nice. are two people of ethnic minority, and they are the ones that are driving this, spearheading this. And I find it it's weird. It's a bit of a piss take. It's really, a bit fucked it? up. Just speaking about MPs quickly while we're on the news, I saw a piece of news that was hundred percent not newsworthy. That um, TikTok is banned from official MP phones. Oh, yeah. Who actually gives a shit? Like, why is that in the news? Who gives a shit if TikTok is banned? Oh, no. The poor MPs can't go on TikTok on their work phone. I don't understand why, how you would govern that. <laughs> absolutely. How would you govern that? Bull. And also, like, yeah, like you said, why is that made news? Well, there's a lot of things that make news that I don't understand. Anyway, back to Gary. Uh, so he tweeted something. Basically, BBC got up in their grill and were like, you know, Gary, you fucking can't tweet that because, you know, we are obviously a right-wing mm. uh, in- institution. Yeah. You know, we are the monarchy, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he fucking went fine. See you later. I know. Well, good for him. And then loads of other people said, see you later. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, Alan Shearer, Ian Wright, yeah. um, Misha Richards, they all were like, well, if he's off, we're off. Well, he's, he's yeah. Which I quite like, although I, I do believe that Gary Lineker has actually made some rather outlandish tweets and comments before in history. I don't follow him, but I, I mean, I'm not on Twitter at all, but I don't, uh, I haven't followed his tweeting history. And so the recent uh, news is that Gary Lineker thought he had special agreement with the BBC director to um, director general to tweet publicly on matters surrounding refugee and immigration, his agent has said. Um, um, and he's uh, he thought that he was allowed to basically say whatever he wanted to say. Well, it's freedom of speech. Yeah. So I think they're now, they've said he can come back. Obviously, because there was no match of the day with none, all the people that were part of the programme walked out. I would, in this situation, now like to see Gary Luna could be like, now nah, fuck that. As if. Match of the day is done. Yeah. I'm out. Some, he's still got to pay his, like, his, his holidays to Ibiza and all that nonsense with him and his brother. <laughs> so that's not going to happen, is it? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Gary's got to rave up in Linekers. <laughs> He's still got to rave up in Linekers <laughs> and, and pop the bottles and stuff. You know what I mean? So that's not happening. Anyway, I just found the whole shabarkle and abs- that that was what it was. I found it a shabarkle. I just thought BBC are trying to control the narrative around someone who should be allowed to have freedom of speech, regardless if they work for you or not. And also, BBC, you are like... What happens? There's so many other people that have worked for the BBC and that have been on the BBC mm. that have said other things that are worse, yeah, uh, course, uh, yeah. that are actually like discriminatory, and they've done nothing about it. Yeah, but now Gary Lineker is sticking up for people, and they're like, "No, Gary, you can't stick up for people. Fuck off. Go. See you later." Yeah. Weird. Anyway. Oh, that's the world for you, isn't it? It's the BBC, <laughs> but it's the world. Yeah, Basically it is the world. world. Anyway. That was the word on the street. Word on the street. Word on the street. Let's get into the E&I topic of the week. E&I topic of the week. <laughs> this is a topic that you have brought to the table, which I'm excited about. Well, okay, so I'll give you the backstory on this, right? My my mum, as I said, I went for a curry with my mum the other day and she started telling me the story. My mum's going through the menopause. She's post-menopausal. Um... And I, I learned so much about the menopause in that uh, Postmenopausal, sorry, is like when you've come out of it. Yes. So I always thought, oh, oh 
wonderful. Postmenopausal, you're done, mum. You're all good. She's like, no, nah, mate, that's the worst bit. She's like, this postmenopausal part can go on for years. I was like, whoa, great. Love. <laughs> anyway, that that's that. So she was having a chat with her friend about the menopause and things like that. And... Um, and her friend was bringing up, had brought up something about the trans community and whether or not that they can experience menopause and whether they can experience um, menstrual cycle. And mm. yeah, so the conversation went on into how can a trans woman completely and utterly feel like they are a woman if they haven't had the full experience of being a woman or they can't have the full experience of being a woman and does that relate to cultural appropriation down the line somewhere and I was like that's a very interesting concept and I actually didn't know how to advise my mum on that because she was like coming to me for like you know does this does this mean that you know women should be upset? La la la. We've is it a disrespect to our gender because you know how can one person claim to be a woman and not have the full experience? Blah blah blah. And I was like, uh, hmm, <laughs> right. I was like, well, I don't. I mean, I'll be completely honest. And I was like, I don't actually know. I was like, I don't. I don't even know if a trans trans woman can experience uh, a menstrual cycle or menopause so I later obviously did some research and some digging around and the menstrual the menstrual cycle p uh, wait is it it's pms actually relates to blood leaving the body the cervix in which case a trans person cannot experience that uh but due to hormone um a trans woman cannot experience that but a trans man still could um, if they still maintain their reproductive organs, yeah, yeah. Um, so, so, um, but obviously we're talking about a man trans- transitioning, transitioning to, a to a woman, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, so that can happen, but because of the um, the hormones that that um, a trans woman would take, uh, they can experience symptoms of. PMS, so like you know, mood swings and um, tiredness and things like that. Um, and later on, the same with the menopause, um, can experience some symptoms, but not all. But it is kind of like there's actually not a lot of research around it, not that I could find anyway. So, if anyone has got some solid research that they would like to send in, then please do because I'd like to learn more about it. Um, but apparently, yeah, the same thing, it's a possibility. Mm. But yeah, not enough. And I thought it was a really interesting conversation. Never had a conversation like that before. Oh no, no. I I also would not have ever. It's a great conversation to have. But also, like, I wouldn't know what to what to say. I think my my immediate response probably would have been along the lines of, "But they have horm- their hormones is what I would always assume is what has a lot of the side effects. Well, not side effects. The symptoms from menopause." Is, is all reflective on the hormones that you have, the female hormones. Well, yeah, so it's like losing hormones. But if you, I don't know, you know, if you're having the hormones injected into your body and they're not naturally there, then I don't know if that has an effect on it either. Because obviously when you when you reach um, menopause, it's, it's a loss of certain hormones that causes you to go through the menopause. Mm. Yeah. 
Uh, what a minefield. Absolute minefield. I know. I, I was quite blown away and I was quite, I was also quite impressed with my mum for I having was, these types of conversations. Just, I was literally just about to be like, oh my God, your mum has like blown my mind. Although she's always been like that though. She's always been quite open to like finding out more and learning about different types of people. Mm. She's always been super curious. So actually yeah. it doesn't surprise me too much, but it's such an incredible thing to be able to have that conversation with your mum. Yeah. But yeah. now when now we need to like go out and find out more information. I feel like we, it's, yeah. it's, it's something that we're very, we're very aware of that we do not know enough about the yes. trans experience yeah. because we don't have a close connection to be able to learn enough from it. And the only yeah. stuff that we can learn is stuff that you can read on the internet or podcasts and stuff like that, which actually is not the same as actually hearing stories from real people. No, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I thought the connection to cultural appropriation, I was like, whoa, okay. Yeah. It is, essentially, that is the experience of a woman. Yeah. And if you're claiming, well, not claiming, but if that's how you feel and then you later transition into a woman, like, how do we, upli- how do we, like, bring the two together and make the experience better for the trans community? I actually um, had, would never have thought about it from a cultural appropriation standpoint until you re- until I saw it on your notes and I was like... And I read it and I went, what the well, hell? Yeah, because my mum was like, well, you know, no one ever cares about women, do they? <laughs> no one ever cares about the women. <laughs> the women's experience, you know, fucking shit I'm going through. I was like, you know what my mum's like. I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then I had to go and do some like research of my own and I like literally jotted down some notes, which I'm going to look at and read because I, I really had to like cult, like think about what to say and how to say it to make sure it come out the right way. So... First of all, like cultural appropriation is the act of taking elements of one culture and using them in a way that is disrespectful. Mm. So that's for people that don't understand. That's what cultural appropriation is. It's using something that's disrespectful, insensitive, or explorative. Yeah. Ex- is that how you say explorative? Explore. I can't. Fucking, one or the other. Fucking hell, my language. Honestly, I feel like I should go and see someone. Like what? A speech therapist? Yeah. Anyway, it can be harmful to the cultural group with, whose elements are being appropriated, as it often perpetrates harmful stereotypes or erases the cultural significance of those elements. So, in the context of the trans community, cultural appropriation can occur where non-trans individuals adopt aspects of trans culture, such as language, clothing, or body modifications without fully understanding or respecting the experiences and identities of trans people. This can then lead to the erasure of of, of trans visualisation of the struggles and experiences of trans individuals and can per- perpetrate harmful stereotypes about the trans community. Mm. Which I was like, bloody hell. Did not even think about that in that sort of... That context. Context mm. at all. And then it, and then I was like, okay, cool. Um, but then it's like, and I was like, it's, it's important to recognise and respect the boundaries of cultural groups, which I think is the most important thing. It's like, there is always a line, mm. I think, and you kind of know where the line is, but it's about respecting that different people are going to impacted in different ways from certain things, depending on what their individual experiences are so you know certain women will see a trans woman and immediately feel angry because they feel like you're not going to experience what i've been through Mm. i've been a woman my whole life Mm. that kind of thing and you can kind of have to respect an individual's opinion and around it i think would you not say 
Yeah, I totally agree with that, yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's important that you avoid appropriating their culture without understanding and honouring the context significance behind it. When engaging with the experiences and cultures of trans community, it is important to do so with respect and sensitivity to prioritise the voices and experiences of trans individuals themselves. And this can involve actively listening to the experiences and needs of the trans community and being open to learn and grow. Mm. And I think that's probably... My thing to your mum would probably be like... If you're actually really interested, maybe see if you can connect with someone or uh, find someone in that community that you can ask more questions and be more like curious with and have conversations with, because actually that's quite a good way for... I would love to know if there's like any sort of initiatives or groups whereby, and this goes for, for, for both trans women and trans men, um, whereby, you know, you have a group of women and a group of trans women who have like a, a networking group and can you know exchange and share stories with each other on the experiences of transitioning and uh, yeah, like you just said like being female since birth that I think that would be quite a re- like a quite a good way of like understanding cross, one of another's journeys like a cross and helping like so like cis females or cis men with trans men and trans women yeah. That's what you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hmm. I'm, I'm, yeah. Hmm. Because I imagine there's quite a lot of trans groups, that there's LGBT groups. Yeah, of course, yeah. There's probably, like, like trans support groups, networks, support yeah. networks, but I can't imagine there are groups where... I don't know of any mixed yeah. ones. Maybe we should start one. Oh, God. You heard it here first. <laughs> Add it to the list. Let us know if that's, like, a good idea or a bad idea. Yeah, I mean, there's. I can't be. It can't be harmful to try and I don't learn think so. from each other. Yeah, and surely and that's just like really sort of um, in. Uh, what's the word? I'm like really um, it, impacting like allyship. You know, like enhancing allyship. Yeah. Enhancing your allyship. I guess it's all about how you are, how you protect people in that space. Because I think that's the thing, isn't it? It's like. You don't want to come to a group like that and then be attacked by people in any shape or form. So I guess it's about... Well, no, I mean, people would have to be there for the right reasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. That's, that's, and I guess that's going to be harder to police. We could do that. Okay. Ha- we have a great judge of character. Mm. Yeah, I would say that. I would say that. I mean, yours is questionable sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was going to say, I feel like mine is actually quite questionable sometimes. Like, I feel like I've got people that I've had around me that I'm like, oh, you should not have been here. <laughs> um, yeah, no, but that's a really, like, I like that topic. That was a really, that's a really interesting way to look at it. And in terms of like learning more about the menopause, like like, how do we do, how do we go about that? Well, I'm currently, and this is just, this is very, like, low level as well, but <laughs> again, need to do a lot more research into that sort of stuff and understand a lot more about it, ask more questions, I guess. I mean, we've both got mothers, so that's a way of us understanding it. Um, but I have been asking my mum, pressing my mum to start doing little, like, short one-minute interviews with me for, like, how she feels, because... Some of the shit she comes out with is, it's actually hilarious, <laughs> but also very insightful. Mm. Like she said to me on the phone the other day, um, 
I was like, oh, I don't know. I think I said like, how how's your morning been or something like that? And she went, well, I woke up today, and I thought to myself, don't know who you are, but you can fuck off. I was like, what do you mean? She was like, I just don't feel like myself. I was like, oh, right, okay, got you. She was like, it's this bloody menopause. It just changes me. It changes who I am. I don't know who I am. I was like, oh, okay, okay. I wasn't expecting that. But yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. She basically woke up in the morning and told herself to fuck off. I know. Yes. I know. I mean, there is definitely a, um, a lot of education that needs to be done around the menopause we're i talking, think so we're, we're, i think so, especially in the workplace environment we were talking about this a lot long ago in a taxi we were going when we were going to where were we going we go a lot of places in cabs <laughs> <laughs> no we were with the girls we were all going to ministry of sound and we were talking oh, okay, about the menopause yeah. and everyone was and I actually found it a really interesting conversation in the taxi yeah, on the way there, we're talking about the menopause. Oh, I feel like I must have been drunk already. I don't remember that. <laughs> no, you were talking. I think it was even you that brought it up in the first instance. Probably. I find it really fascinating at the moment just because my mum's in the absolute throes of it. And every time I speak to her, she just has these little I stories it... to tell me that I'm like, whoa, <laughs> oh my God, I am not looking forward to that. <laughs> what would your... So from like speaking to your mum and from like just from like your personal experience in life and in the workplace, what would your advice be to businesses that are thinking about doing something around the when of menopause and where should their starting point be? That is tough because initially I would say you need to actually start speaking to the women in your business and, um, you know, who are of a certain age. But from speaking to my mum it's super hard to to kind of like come to terms with it and speak mm. about it and it's really personal so I think I would start off like very sort of surface level and start maybe doing like I don't know some little networking groups some talk lounges <laughs> <laughs> oh another plug <laughs> such a good way to start off shameless, any conversation shameless it really plug. is yeah but yeah. it is it is it is, um, it is yeah i would kind of i think i would do that and maybe sort of like send out you know a blanket resource um page newsletter or something oh you my know God, i just had like a flash flash forward a flash forward i just had a oh, flash that's what I, like that. <laughs> a flash forward i just saw us like doing the talk lounges on tv Oh, yeah. In a studio, like... Like with loose women or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Not like that, yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> I just basically saw us, like, doing what Oprah does. Yeah. But you love Oprah. Oh, my God. She crops up in every combo. Shoot. So, yeah, I can't... That's, that is... <laughs> Oprah, if you're listening, send a signed autograph or something. No, I want to be invited to a house. Oh, that's creepy. <laughs> Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, her yeah. house is literally like incredible. See, this is what I feel like. You are with Oprah, how Sean is with Dolly. I don't even. So uh, just understand. 
understand. I don't know where you've gone with this one, but okay. <laughs> anyway, I that's ha- that's what I would do. I think I would start the conversation by sending out some, you know, some resources, sending out maybe like a, just a little statement or something to mm. say like we support, you know, the women in our business who may be going through blah blah blah. Like it's not call it calling it anybody. You know, it's not pinpointing anyone then, is it? It's actually just um, raising the awareness. And then you start to build a safe sort of environment for for the women who may be going through that situation at that, at, you know, the time of their life. Yeah. It happens. I also just think it's about also being a bit more aware of like when certain situations might appear and what the reasons for it might be and not making people feel like they're being... Don't call no women crazy. Yeah. Do not call no women crazy. Yeah, or don't say it's always it's always at the time of the month. Yeah, shit like that is very unhelpful. Like, you, and uh, I would add, it just creates a feeling of complete and utter rage mm. to the point where, yes, I'm about to get wild. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I've Top heard. Tip. I've heard it. I've heard it before where people are like, oh, is it the time of the month? Or like, what is it when people are, someone, someone's so having like a hot, well. someone's having a hot flush and they're like, oh, is it that time? Is it mm. hot flushes? Mm. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen, I've actually seen that. It's, it's hideous. Mm. Um, okay. So definitely like listen to the people, the women in your, in your business. Definitely um, ask them more questions to find mm. out more about them. Um, and I would always say as well, like, yeah, get get some people to talk about it if they uh, feel comfortable about talking about their experience. Because yeah. that's how people then learn about some of the signs and actually be able to empathise with what someone might be going through on a day-to-day basis. Yeah, yeah. Fabulous. Fabulous. Good. Good tips there. Nice. And um, for our tip for ourselves is that we need to learn more about the tra- yes. trans community, really. Yeah. Yeah, and about cultural appropriation and the line. Yeah. Let's talk about it more. Maybe let's even do like a little talk lounge about it one day. Yeah. What, on that podcast? Yeah. Oh, freebie. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, cool. Well, let's get into the section where we take some questions from our CC Society. Oh my gosh, look at us. They're already. (laughs) 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 Oh God, okay, so... You're you're hilarious today. You're literally killing me. <laughs> had a restful week. <laughs> uh, first question: What? So last week, obviously, was uh, we talked about storytelling and about we shared an insight into our lives, which I I, I listened back to the episode and I was like, oh, I love us. <laughs> oh really? Yeah. Oh cute. Yeah, I was oh, like, this is, I was like, this is really cute. It's a really cute episode. Because I felt quite nervous when we walked away from recording that podcast. So did I. Yeah. I, felt, I was like, I don't know what we just said. <laughs> <laughs> and then it went live and I was like, shit, it's out there. It's out there. <laughs> um, but yeah, I felt like it was a really nice episode. It was like, it was, what's it called when you like feel like you really take, you peel like a layer of someone and you really get the insight into an onion? it. Yeah. It's like really peeling an onion. Shrek. What? I'm just saying onion. words. <laughs> This is now a word association. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay, so the question is, what did you find hard about starting your own business? Everything. <laughs> <laughs> she did, she did. She found it all very hard. Listen, it is mind-boggling because, well, right, put me 
in a room, yeah, and tell me to, you know, manage a, a whole team of people and do learning development and, you know, pips and stuff like that. And I'm absolutely cool. But I did not know anything about, like, you know, the back workings of a business, you know, like paying your taxes and, and things like that and making sure that, you know, you're on the ball with all that stuff and having the right tech having the right tech and like you know having to get an accountant and like god keeping on top of emails and basically just being your own boss and having to self-motivate and having to like mm. you know just kick yourself up the arse and be like no one's going to tell you to do this no one's going to tell you when your deadline is you have to do this yourself you've got to put all the hats on yeah yeah that that was definitely what i found hard was is the putting on all the different hats, whether it's you know your marketing hat, your sales hat, your your finance hat, your the fucking all of it, every hat yeah. you had to put it on, and and no one even really knew that was going on behind closed doors. Like it was like there was so much work that goes into mm. us even coming on to a podcast and do recording an episode. Yeah, like the work that goes into putting other, it's just like yeah, you do the record a podcast and you're like you don't understand what's gone into that episode yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's like it's like weighing out the amount of effort you put in to then seeing the result and I yeah. think that was what I found really tough was like especially at the beginning it's like we were doing so much work we we're doing so much research mm. I mean we were reading all sorts and like yeah <laughs> we were literally reading so much stuff and like trying to t absorb all this information and like yeah. And then just to go out and do like one session and no one ask anything about the thing that we actually researched. And, <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, I spent hours preparing. But do you know what? From that though, what we realised I think is that if you're just being yourself and being genuine and being authentic and, and you know, being empathetic and listening to people, actually like all the other stuff doesn't, it does matter. You, you know, you need to have it in your arsenal, but... You don't. The people. That's what people cared about. Mm, that's yeah. what people wanted from us. Yeah, that's and what people still want from us now. Yeah, I think. I think that's what we've learned after some time is that people are buying into us more than <laughs> anything else. Like we are the brand. <laughs> it's not about the stuff that we know. It's about. It's just about us and our personalities, and that's what shines. And that's quite nice, actually. I think it's about how we've we've managed to take something. Oh, gosh, I feel like I'm about to read off the description on the Spotify. We have taken something really super serious and something that's really, like, important in the world over. And we just make it fun and, you know, it just comes naturally. And, and the way that we construct it and the way that we put it together so that, you know, different walks of life are able to understand it. I think that's one of the things as well is being able to um, interchange our communication styles yeah people. we're very relatable in loads of different situations like we are able to go in and do a workshop with loads of leaders ceos and code switch and then go and do it with you know people in a restaurant who mm. are from different cultures and backgrounds and be able to be really relatable and really young and really hip and really cool god <laughs> this has turned into like a big old self gas up <laughs> do you know what though that's what I've that's what I've actually found hard was gassing ourselves up that is actually what I found I hard well, look at we, now. <laughs> we never did we never did that we never no. used to do that we used to literally be like okay we've got a little business yeah we've got a little business it's called CC 
Yeah. Oh yeah, and like, yeah, we do training, and yeah. And, like, <laughs> that would literally be us when people ask about it and be like, oh yeah, no, like super shy. Now we're like, fucking have CC, yeah. When people ask me, yeah, what do you do for a living? I found it so uncomfortable to say, oh. I have my own business. Yeah. I found it so uncomfortable to say that. Isn't that ridiculous? Like, it's something to be so proud of. Yeah. I mean, I still feel like we're still, we're, there's still moments where I'm like, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> I still don't know how to say it. It's still, it's weird. It's imposter syndrome, isn't it? Yeah. It's imposter Self-limiting syndrome. Self-limiting beliefs. Changing yeah. that terminology. Yeah, absolutely. Imposter syndrome. I'm going to speak a lot <coughs> about that in my confidence workshop next week, but... That is just a made-up term. So one of the questions that came in, which I saw, which I loved, which is why I've added it in, is because I feel like people always kind of ask the question, which is, what sectors do you cover and what are your core subjects of expertise? Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, when it comes to sectors, we have covered... We've we've already covered so many different sectors. We cover all sectors. We Any are sector, We are inclusive. You can sit with us. You, you can, can, you sit, can with sit with us. You can sit with us. What you are, all of you. We are like the opposite of Regina George. <laughs> yeah, we are literally, we are. I just feel like that. I think we're very, very lucky that we have been able to tap into those different sectors. Like mm. we, at the beginning, I remember people, my dad, I think it was my dad that was like, you need to, speci- you need to have a spe- speciality. Yeah, yeah. Like you yeah. need to know what your what your sector's going to be. It and just I was didn't like, happen like that for And us, I was like, it? there was just no, we, I think at the beginning, we just were like, we'll just, we'll just do whatever. Yeah. Wherever, <laughs> <laughs> and now it's literally just happened naturally that we are just wherever. I think we have been very lucky that hospitality is like opened up their arms and taking us on on, and we're like, okay, yeah, we're here for hospitality, but we're also here for like fintech, finance, fashion, fashion, yeah, fitness, healthcare, healthcare, fitness, healthcare. yeah, the lot of ya. We'll have it. We'll have it all. We've done it all. <laughs> We've done it all. Um, and so, yeah, we don't have a specific sector. We're kind of like, the thing is about this work, there is no reason why it can't, the same sort of principles, the core principles can't be transferable to all sectors. It is. So, uh, yeah, there's no need to be sector specific. Um, no. And in terms of the core subjects that we cover, we always sell ourselves as people that are able to customise everything depending on what the client wants or what the client needs or the charity or the, or the school, whatever. That's um, what it is. And I think that, yeah, absolutely. That's what people need to understand. It's not about what are the core subjects that we cover. It's about what do you need? Where's the fire at? Yeah. Like, that's what I always say to people. It's like, because pe- we have been classified as people that only specify in race affairs. However, <laughs> <laughs> however I'd just like to set the record straight that the fire was on the fucking race affairs. That's right. That's where the fire was at for the last two years. It still is. The fire is still on the right, on the race, on the race, race, on the race, race. Yeah. It's still there. But that's where well, our focus was so much on that because everyone was coming to us for that. That's yeah. actually how our business was like started. It started yeah. in the middle of the pandemic. Yes. And George Floyd was murdered. And so everyone was on that on that bandwagon yeah. and that's just continued but yeah. there is also loads of other stuff that we specialize in and we do and we're just happy to, to have conversations around any topic like look we just touched on the fact that like there is obviously more learning that we need to do around the of trans course, community yeah. but there's also some stuff that we are able to 
to share about information that we do know about the trans community, even just about mm. sharing experiences that we have learned from some of the people in our network. Yeah. Um, so we're able to talk about anything. Anything. Any subjects. We got you. We got you. Last question. Hello, Louisa and Ola Gide. Hello. <laughs> Thanks for answering my question last week. This is a regular, <laughs> regular C Society person. I really like that. I'd love your take on the announcement. I'd love your take on the announcement about the return of the Victoria's Secret show mm. that goes hand in hand with the with the last hers article about the drop of body diversity during fashion shows this year. Seventy mm. percent of fashion show brands did not feature any plus size models. Really. Mm. And and there's a lot of uh, skepticism. Skepticism. I might see what I mean. I got you about the return of the Victoria's Secret show and the why behind it. Knowing all the backlash they received for their lack of representation in the past, I'd love to have Louise Louise's view on that since she works in the fashion industry and might have some sample products, sample production works, and why it might or might not be default for fashion brands to re reinvent the wheel so if it's not clear hope that makes sense yes so <clears throat> obviously the victoria's secret fashion show has had some serious backlash because their their um person that they like to use previously in the past ha is just has to tick certain boxes and they what do you are, mean? Sorry, sorry. <laughs> so those of us that don't actually know what you're talking about, it sounds like you're talking in code. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. I'm just trying not to say the wrong thing. You're, you're <laughs> speaking in code. Just say what you need to say. So the models that are, that have, um, you know, historically always been part of the Victoria's Secret fashion show are, let's say, based off of like the likes of Giselle. Okay, mm -hmm. so that is the type of person that Victoria's Secret would always cast all of their shows right a Giselle yeah so I think that's why there's a lot of um a lot of like should we really be bringing back Victoria's Secret but they did go offline for a while didn't they they, they didn't do a show for a while and now they're coming back one would hope that they have learned from their big mistakes mm. and if they haven't then I think that you know and my advice to them would be take a look at someone like something like the Fenty show, mm. which for me has a lot of visual diversity mm. and there is a lot of body diversity within that show. I yeah. think that that is, has been, it, I mean, literally by miles more representative than the Victoria's Secret fashion show has ever been mm. in it, in its reign. Um, so I think that, you know, it's, it's, it's a bad situation that the fashion industry is in. I, I can't think believe that's that yeah, yeah, 70% is not the kind of percentage that you want to be hearing. And I like, in terms of like, when it comes to production, um, making pieces for a runway show, they're one-off pieces. Pretty much, you're you're making a one-off piece for for a runway show. So, why can't you make that one-off piece for 
the model who is you know not not the average you know not a size six size size six but yeah whatever they are whatever they may be why can't they that's what I don't, I don't, and I don't have an answer for that because from working in the fashion industry, from working in production, from working in a uh, showroom, for working on show, things like that, I don't see any reason why that can't happen. And that's what makes the fashion industry so bad because they're choosing not to. I'm hoping, because I actually never really understood the purpose of the show. Um, because I never really, I mean, I watched it because I liked watching the music, like listening to the music and watching the performances. Yeah, it's entertainment, Barry. But, but actually, when they stopped, I was like, I'm actually really glad they did stop because it felt, it felt, it felt dated. And actually, I heard, I read a lot of articles and listened to a lot of people talking about how bad the models were treated and, and, mm. and stuff behind the scenes that just didn't sound very PC. Mm. Um, and, and so I'm hoping that now they're coming back that they are going to rebrand. If they, if they don't, if they don't, they're fucking idiots. (laughs) Who's leading that? Yeah. They don't. I mean, I think that's something we've got to wait and see. I think to have a proper opinion on that, I think like on the, the, the Victoria's Secret show, I need to, I need to see it. I need to see what they're coming back with need to see what they're doing i'm really i didn't but also i don't think i've ever considered victoria's secret show to be fashion no no same that for me is not that's not fashion you know that doesn't sit in the luxury fashion sector where you've got you know like the likes of dior and gucci and burberry and oscar de la renta like you know doing their shows that's something completely and utterly separate for me as i said it's more like novelty it's entertainment it's for me it's like a reality tv show it's the parade yeah shit it's a parade it's a <laughs> carnival it's basically a, yeah, televised, but not a good one it's a televised carnival it's, yeah it's, it's yeah a televised carnival for bloody stick thin women with six packs and blue eyes and long blonde hair because <laughs> <sighs> apparently that's what society deems as perfect looking well, and that's the problem, isn't it? The problem is, is that they are catering to a world of people who deem blonde hair, blue eyes, or brown hair, blue eyes, and skinny, and da, 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 the majority. Yeah, well, that's down to media. And yeah. you can't believe media. No, but that is down to the media, and unfortunately, yeah. that's what they continuously show us is that that's what beauty perf- is in the eye of the beholder. Yeah, that's that's really really fantastic for you to say, but like, it's just not what's being trans translated through modern day media. No. And, and that's where the change and the shift needs to happen because they're just doing what everyone else is doing, but they're putting it on a bigger scale. Like, yeah, look at, I mean, look at Love Island. Oh, I know. Look at I Love know. Island. It's literally exactly the same as Love Island. Yeah. Like, but people still watch Love Island and give it the fucking clout that it doesn't need to have. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah, and, absolutely. And it's exactly the same it's thing. It's everywhere. You literally cannot turn around without seeing that message in your face. It's disgusting. As someone who has struggled with their body, their body image and their body size, I'm so bored of the narrative of Mm -hmm. what beauty standards should be. And it's so dangerous for people's mental health and their well-being. And I I feel like that stat of 70% of brands not featuring any plus-size models, as alarming as it is, it doesn't surprise me because there's still so many fashion houses that don't stock sizes that will fit me. 
Yeah, I know exactly. But, and that's I, and that's and I've had the problem for buying my clothes from normal like fashion houses for most of my life, mm. and that's sad because yeah, I I mean I'm a big guy, but there are probably bigger people than me, and it's like ridiculous yeah. that you can't just walk into a store and pick up a pair of jeans that you want to fit. Like it's just it blows my mind that we're still at that stage at 2023. It's outrageous, and do you know what I hate as well? You know when there's like when they when. When a fashion house does have a plus size model, they actually hate that term as well, plus size model. I know. Why they use it? Just you'll call them a freaking model. Yeah, so when some when a when a fashion house does not fucking do the right thing, inverted commas I'm doing. Um <laughs> <laughs> for those that are not watching. When they do do that, the the amount of bloody shouting and celebration that goes alongside it is a fucking joke. We've just had our first plus size model. Yeah, yeah round of applause. That poor person that's walking down the runway. I know. Jesus. I would like to see the models speaking out a little bit more about this. That's what I would like to see. I would like to see the models speaking up a little bit more about it. I would like to see more of a stand from the models as well. Mm. Like you, you know, they they have a voice. They have an opinion. I want to hear it. I'd, I'd, yeah, same, same. We'll leave it at that because otherwise we'll be here forever. But I just think, yeah, it's sad. It's a sad state of affairs. And yeah, the fashion industry needs to do better. They do. Point blank. Period. 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 Uh, okay, let's move on to the final portion of today's episode. Our oh, Manny's of the Week. Louise has just made a face which makes me believe that she probably doesn't have a manifestation for this week. Damn it! I'll tell you mine first. My manifestation this week is to stop saying I'm busy. I I need to stop being busy. Do you know what? Oprah says, if you tell yourself that you're tired when you wake up in the morning, you are going to be tired. Mm. If you tell yourself you have no time, you have no time. Yeah, Oprah says that. Can you believe that? I knew that. <laughs> <laughs> it's because she's impactful. You don't realise how impactful that she is actually one is. clip I've seen of Oprah. <laughs> yeah. I bet you've seen a lot more. You just won't own up to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so basically, I, I, I am mm. well known for saying, oh my God, I'm so busy. Oh my God, I'm mm. so busy. Oh my God, I've got no time. And... Uh, and I really am taking notice of the things that I put out into the universe because they are, mm. I'm a powerful being. And so I have to be careful with how I use my powers. Yeah. And because actually I'm losing time. I'm literally losing chunks of my week. Hear, hear. Oh, that was rubbish. <laughs> hear, hear. You heard it here first. Yeah. I, I, my money is going to be, I actually did have one. I watched Brené Brown. Mm. Look at you, Oprah and Brené. I watched her on um, on Oprah. (laughs) I watched Brené Brown on um, Netflix the other day. The vulnerability one. Yeah. Mm. Courage courage and vulnerability or something. Whilst I was doing my ironing. And I thought, you know what? This is brilliant. Because I'm getting my chores done here whilst learning uh, and, you know, listening and all of that. So that is going to be my money this week. I am going to continue doing that and make sure that every time I do my ironing, I put something beneficial on. Because I absolutely loved it. I was I was standing there, ironing, crying, learning. It was great. 
I would have loved to be a fly on the wall for that session. I was like, yes, Brenda! <laughs> Honestly, you should start listening to her podcast. She's incredible. She is such an incredible woman who talks about stuff and brings stuff to me and makes it so, like, is relatable. Is no. Oh. No. Um I mean maybe if you go on her website maybe you can but I feel like they're not they're not mm. visual she's not a visual website where spot she's not well, she's not a visual podcaster. Okay. Um but yeah she's just incredible she's just incredible. Here big for up it. big up Brené. We'll put the we'll put the link in the show notes it for the Netflix one. special because mm. it is really really good. Oh. Well. Super. That's that's that. That's that, Mrs. That's that. That's life. That's the end of the, the podcast. That's, Lovely. I mean, how does it happen so quickly? Just like that. Flash <laughs> of a light. We are done. Well, thank you, y'all. CC Society, you've been great. Keep the questions coming through. We love to see it. Um, and yeah, catch us on the flip side. Stay brave, stay curious. And stay honest.